Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Fleming. This is our 7 a.m. Mindset Call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central, 4 a.m. Pacific. And uh, it's a mental toughness call, man. You know, mindset, mental toughness, paradigm shifts, all those things that we talk about on this particular call. We, you know, we deal with things that, you know, concern your relationships, your business, your life, all kind of things, and uh, we believe it goes hand-in-hand in hand and what you do. Your thoughts are so important, man, and we're going to jump right into it in a second. But I'd like to also emphasize that this is not a uh, a corporate call or a team call or, or a, uh, you know, a company call. It's a mindset call, and so we get kind of serious on this call. You know, we kind of talk serious when it comes to your thoughts and how you think, and, you know, sometimes that can be very offensive to most people. So I'm just apologizing in advance. If you get offended by anything said today, we apologize in advance. But the truth is the truth. You know, as they say, truth crushed the earth will always rise again. So we can, you know, we can ignore it and fake it and, you know, do those things. But it's always going to pop back up just like a slinky. You know, you push it down, it pops back up. That's the truth. And the truth you know, we'll hit you in life. So let's let's give it to you now. Let's give it to you now the way we know it out of 25 years of experience. Let's go give it to you now because you're going to either get it here or you're going to get it in the real world while you're out here dealing with people, dealing in business, dealing just in life in general. You know, the world is not this, uh, you know, everybody hold hands and sing kumbaya. I know that's how, you know, people want you to think it is, but that's not reality really not reality and we try to give you reality right here uh, every monday wednesday and friday so all right let's get started uh replay number if a person wants to go back and listen to the replay you could do 712-432-1085 with the same pin code 7833-57 pound 7833-57 pound or you can just go on our on my social media page on tony fleming's social media page and listen to the podcast i'm gonna post it back up there uh, I'm gonna put it also in Twitter and also in uh, uh, on our plugged in section, our private page. And you know, I posted on Instagram, but we can't actually put the the actually you know recording on uh, on Instagram. So I can post it, and then you can go back and you know find it and and go to it. So I right, remember now. The reason I say do this is because. Repetition is key. You got to hear something over and over and over and over. That's how we learn. That's how we learn in school. That's how we learn in life. You know, the things that we heard in our neighborhood from our families, from our pastor, from our parents, the things that we heard from our coworkers. We learn that way because we kept hearing it over and over. And so, in order for you to do that, you got to do it. You got to hear it again and again. You know, you know. I always say people don't hear what you're saying; they hear what you keep saying. People don't see what you do; they see what you keep doing. And so you got to keep doing these things if you want to get the information and, uh, you know, feel like you have that information, not just to listen to it, because I know a lot of people just listen. But if you want you want to go back and take notes and apply the information. All right, so this morning I want to talk about uh, from a book, actually, not from a blog, but from a book uh, where he speaks on um, uh, world-class uh, time management. World-class time management. He talks about in this particular chapter here or this particular paragraph, and please, I'm just reading from a book. I Don't don't ask about the book because you've got enough books to read now. So please don't. What, what book is that? You, 
you got enough books. <laughs> some of y'all got books you're not even reading right now, so I'm just grabbing some stuff. Remember I told you I, I stay on the middle, uh, on the mindset blogs, and also I try to grab stuff that we can talk about, um, especially the mental toughness thing. I've been on that for a while. And, you know, really, that's really what this call is about. I might need to change the call to mental toughness instead of mindset. But, you know, mental toughness is like a bullet point under mindset. So, you know, it's still in that category. The mental toughness is in the mindset category. But we really focus on mental toughness. That's really what this call is about. So he says here, uh, the average people hate Monday. Average people hate Monday. Refer to Wednesday as what? Y'all know what? What Wednesday is what? Hump day. And then, <laughs> thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, champions enjoy it all. The middle class consciousness lives for the weekend. Living for the weekend. You know, I go uh, on the other side of town because that's when I party down. <laughs> that's an old school OJ's there, but live for the weekend. The world class lives in the now. Champions use their belief in themselves and their ferocious ambition to create the work, create the work and home life they desire. So there is no need to wish time away. This is one of the biggest secrets of high achievers. Average people search for security while champions discover their life's vision and purpose. You know, I just posted on Facebook today that, uh, man, we're a new reality. I'm talking to people now, you know, call, you know, calling around, actually talking to people about our business, and it's amazing how many people are in a daze almost. You know, it's like they're not in reality at all. It's like people are – I can understand that, you know, we're in this corona days and people don't realize – this is the first time experiencing this, but you got to understand just common sense will kick in and you see how, you know, uh, airlines are down 90%, how, you know, restaurants are closing, everything, everybody's losing money. Everything is changing. It's a new reality out here now. And how you don't see that? It's people sitting back thinking, okay, I'm just going to enjoy this and Netflix out for the next, you know, 60, 90 days, and then they'll call me back to work and all is going to be over with, and then we'll be good to go. No, no, folks, that's not the world we live in now. The world has changed just like that, just like that. And it's going to be companies that's not going to need you, folks. I know you're sitting back thinking they just go, oh, yeah, my company, I've been with them for, no, 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 no. The whole world has changed. They changed now. And so you got to be working on something. Now, now, I'm not saying don't work to get another job. I'm not saying that. you got to be working on something to master yourself, though. Because reality is, is every man for himself and God for us all out here. It's not, you know, it's not the same thing. I don't know, you know, how we don't see that. I mean, some of y'all sit there and watch the news all day. Y'all hear Trump all day. Y'all watch it. And you don't see Excuse me, you don't see what's going on? <clears throat> this is a different world now, folks. This ain't no, this is not, you know, some of the people with the most secure jobs are not going to be shocked. They got them now. They have them now. They might even pay them through the whole crisis. But I can promise you, once everybody huddle back up and they start looking at the numbers and start seeing what they really need to keep and what they don't need to keep, 
you'll be shocked. This is a different world now, it's a different reality. And what he says here is that, you know, the high achievers look at reality, man. They don't look at all this other fairy tale stuff out here. You know, my boss at AT&T always used to say, man, there's two worlds. You got the real world and you got Disney World. And he used to tell me sometimes, he said, Tony, you're in Disney World right now. Come on back to the real world. Come on, that ain't how it operates. You know, and uh, it's amazing how we just not understand and see what's really going on out here and how we just look at the fairy tale part of it instead of looking at the reality. Um, so, all right, so this is one of the biggest secrets of high achievers. Average people search for security while champions discover their life's vision and purpose. So when they discover the work they love so much to do, they would do it for free. They embark on a journey of what Dr. Abraham Maslow uh, referred to as the self-actualization of becoming all one can be. This is the true secret of their success. They are using time rather than allowing time to use them. In other words, the great ones understand that no matter how successful they become, time is the one resource they cannot create or purchase. Time is the one resource they cannot create or purchase. See, you can, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Once the time is gone, it's gone. You can't grab it and pull it back. That's why when you talk to successful people and talk to successful leaders, when, when you're on the phone with them, I mean, they're trying to get on and get off. They might do a little chatting with you for a while and do a little back and forth with you for a while, but you can tell they got other things that they got to move on to because it's time. Time moves on. They, you can't sit back and think, you know, you got to look. That's just reality. You can't make more time. There's people, you know, don't you wish you could go back and make more time now? You can't do it. says they're using time rather than allowing time to use them. They understand no matter how successful they become, time is the one resource they cannot create or purchase. Therefore, time becomes their most valued prize. Since they love their work, they tend to outwork outplay, and some would say outlive their middle-class counterparts. The great ones know that no one can truly manage time, yet everyone can manage activities. So when you, you know, you're doing your business, you got, you got a schedule, you got a time you need to be on, you need to do these things. You can't be playing around and saying, well, I'll get to it later, because you don't know if you can or not. You don't know if you're going to have time to get back to it. You don't know if you can, you know, it's always things in our life that take, you know, take up space. So when you plan things, that's why when a job tells you you need to be at work between 4 and 8, you need to be at work between 4 and 8. That's the time that they schedule. When you say you're going to do your business, you need to do your business between whatever time you say you're going to do it or whatever time you can get it in, you got to you got to do it. 
And you have to do it every day. You have to do it consistently, even when you don't see success. And that's the challenge that we have. We're looking for the, the outcome. That we're looking for the end of the success when we need to be dealing with the process, not the success, the process. The process is, you know, I got to talk to five people a day or ten people a day. I got to inbox five people a day or, you know, ten people. I got to direct message. I got to, you know, whatever I, I got to do, I got to do those things. And time what doesn't wait on you. You have to if you say you're gonna do it, you gotta go and do it and you gotta consistently do it when you don't see results. And that's the challenge that we have. We're looking for the results. We it's like we it's like we go out and plant a seed in the ground, we water it and then we're looking for the you know, the corn to pop up. No, that's that's why it's called seed time and then it's called harvest time. It's not called seed harvest time. It's seed time and then harvest time. So you plant the seed, you water the seed, you spend time on the seed, then the harvest comes later. It's not seed harvest time. Seed time and then harvest time. With that in mind, the great ones surround themselves with activities they love so they are sure to get the most fulfillment out of the time they have. And see, I can promise you a lot of activities that they love also has something to do with their goals and dreams. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have your, if you're not in line with that, and your activities are totally opposite of your goals and dreams, you know you're not. You know that goes back to what I always say that the person that, the you know whatever controls your mind the most is what you will become. And so think about it. If your activities that you love to do and like to do has a lot to do with what your goals and dreams are, so that that means that when you're doing those activities, you're going to do more of those and you're going to spend more time doing it, and you're going to become that person that you're, that you're thinking about all the time because you're doing those activities toward that. If you have opposite of activities of your goals and dreams, so now you, you kind of categorize, okay, I'm a, this little section here is going to be my, my, my business. This little section is going to, and no, you need to, you need to have, you need to have more activity and more thought on your goals and dreams than anything. Now I know here, here, here we come. This is what we've been taught. No, it's, you know, we got to, you know, you spend time with the Lord, like spend time with the Lord more than you have to do your business. You know, I don't know who taught that. I don't. I think we should spend time with the Lord. You should always do that. You know, you have to. But I think, I think, I think that came from the mega churches. It had to be because, because think about it. That's what they do. That's what pastors do. Because guess what? Their 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 time with the Lord is their business. You get it. So when they're spending all day with the Lord. They're preaching, teaching, they're flying in the air, they're going to other churches, they're getting more money. That's their business. So they should, they're doing 24-7. And it's amazing. I don't know if the reality sets in with that. If you do 24-7 of anything, you're going to have success. Now, you can't do 24-7 of the Lord, and you don't have a way to collect money now. See, they have a way of collecting money also. They can do 24-7, and they have a way of collecting money. 
you can't do 24-7 and don't have a way of collecting money. You see, you can't do 24-7 that way and your business sitting over here naked. That's not who you are. That's that's who they are. And that's a hard pill to swallow for some people who set up, who's been hearing what they've been hearing for so many years. This is, is it's almost it's contradicting. But if you look at the reason why you have a lot of wealthy uh, guys who own, who I was going to say who own these mega churches, but that that have mega churches. Is that they? That's all they do. Around the clock, and they have a way of collecting money for that. And I'm not hating on that. I'm just trying to say you can't operate the way they say sometimes you should do if you're trying to collect money too, because you can't collect money like that. Because they'll tell you the Lord just gonna give it to you. Well, there's. If that's the case, then they need to stop having, you know, online tithing. They need to stop having, you know, passing the, you know, the plate around. They need to stop all that and just let the Lord give it to them. <laughs> let the Lord give it to them then. They want that because then they tell you. <laughs> that was to tell you. You, you, when you do that 24-7, you know, with them, you know, you're not getting, you don't have a way to collect any money. You have to, whatever you spend the most time doing, that's what you're going to find yourself winning in. And we've been taught to believe that if we spend more time 24-7 with the Lord, that the Lord is going to have it. No, that ain't how that works. That ain't that ain't how it works. But that's you know sometimes when I'm talking this, I feel like I'm in the back alley and I'm back there fighting twenty people <laughs> by myself and other folk inside. <laughs> what Tony? Who he back there in the in the back alley? Is twenty people back there fighting? <laughs> fighting. <laughs> I'm grabbing sticks and bats. <laughs> y'all coming at y'all coming at me. <laughs> I come back in the restaurant and ask me, "Why you look like that?" <laughs> well, there was twenty jokers out there. <laughs> All right, so here here's the action step for the day. Is <laughs> Ask yourself how much time you are you are wishing away in anticipation of a more pleasurable or fulfilling time. Look at your life with honesty. Is it possible to stop investing time in activities you like in exchange for activities you love? Is it possible to do that? Here's a quote. Even as we speak, jealous time flees. Seize this day and put little faith in tomorrow. Man, seize this day and put little faith in tomorrow. My partner always tell me, he used to say, man, uh, we need to pray. This was 
when I this like in the nineties, you know, the company I was with, he was oh, he said, man, we used to pray. We need to pray to God every day. He said, man, we need we need to get on our knees and pray every day. He said, now we need to get up and also operate like God didn't hear it. He said, because if we go sit back and wait on that, that's not how it works. He said, I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, but we need to operate as if he didn't get he didn't get the message. He didn't hear it. A lot of us do that, and we sitting back waiting on something to come, you know, out of the fall out of the sky or something, or somebody knock on our door and say, "Hey, man, the Lord sent me by here to hand you this package here." What are they gonna say? What are they say? What they, the message came from the donkey? You know, he, you know. <clears throat> I'm in the back alley fighting again, though. So <laughs> I'm gonna have me some sticks and bats back there. So I, if I'm gonna be back there fighting by myself, I gotta be ready when I step out there. <laughs> All right, let's do another one right quick uh, since we have a little more time. Um, Champions feed their vision and starve their fear. Feed the vision and starve their fear. I always say, uh, starve your doubts. Feed your mind and starve your doubts. Feed your mind and starve your doubts. So he says, champions feed their vision and starve their fear. All great philosophers seem to agree that human beings become what they think about. For this reason, the world class creates compelling visions written with great attention to detail and fueled by emotion. And then they think about their vision all the time. All the time. What does all the time mean? All the time? You mean all the time? Yeah. They think about it all the time. The great ones seem to go through four stages of mental evolution after creating a world-class vision. The first stage brings them increased mental clarity, which occurs as a result of putting their dreams on paper. The second stage is intensified focus on the vision, which occurs as a result of the performer thinking about the vision morning, noon, and night. They only think about it on two occasions, day and night. No, they think about it on three occasions, morning, day, and night. But morning, noon, and night. The third stage turns into intensified focus, into a burning desire, which is often fueled by the frustration of seeing and believing the vision is reality on a mental plane, but not yet on the physical plane. Champions often develop incredible visualization and self-talk skills that convince the subconscious the vision they project on the movie screen of their mind is real. They think about it, visualize it, and see it so much that they, they program the self-conscious that it shows that it's real. When at the same time the performer's conscious mind knows it's not. This creates what psychologists call cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance. Or two thoughts that are inconsistent. Since the human mind abhors inconsistency, it drives the performer to take action and make the vision a reality. 
This success-driven behavior creates the final stage, which occurs when the vision turns into an obsession. <clears throat> an obsession. You know how people tell you, man, you're just so obsessed about that stuff. You just so you shouldn't be obsessed about that. You shouldn't be. That's a word that people use when they're frustrated with themselves and they see how serious you are and you are intense about your business and they know they're not. And the only thing they can say to try to throw you off track is you're obsessed with that. You're obsessed with that. Well, when you say that a person, if a person got up for the last 30 years and drove to a job every day from, you know, it started at 8 o'clock in the morning, they drove back in the evening in traffic to... When you call that a little obsession, you wouldn't call that an obsession if you did that for 30 years? But see, the world we live in, that obsession is okay, and we don't call that obsession. We call it something else. But in the world we're in, the people in that world cause this obsession. As soon as you start... Get more detail about your business. As soon as you start asking more people about your business, as soon as you start, you know, doing more things about your business, then, oh, you see, you're obsessed there. And then you know what your folks say. Only people you need to be, only thing you need to be obsessed with. All right, I'm in the back alley fighting again, so let me stop. The champion will do whatever it takes to manifest the vision. Most of the time it's a healthy obsession, which means that the performer is thinking, strategizing, and moving closer toward her vision every day. When stage four kicks in, failure is no longer an option. The champion would do whatever it takes to manifest that vision. The great ones fuel their obsession by only thinking positive thoughts about their vision. And these thoughts create psychological, philosophical, God, okay, let me say this word right. <laughs> psychological, physiological, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to come back to that word. Let's move on. Next question. <laughs> And thoughts about their vision. Boy, if somebody was offering me a <clears throat> man, I couldn't. I couldn't. Let me see. I come back to that. <laughs> and these are thoughts create. These are thoughts, and they create spiritual energy. And at this stage, they are no longer willing to entertain thoughts of fear, and will shelter themselves from anything or anyone who approaches them speaking the language of scarcity. Wow! Wow! See, today, every day, when I, my wife came to me yesterday, started talking about the corona and the COVID. And I'm like, hey, I got it. I understand. I know what's going on. I know people are. But, man, I was kind of in a good role here. I was, I, was in a, I was sitting here. I had been on the phone working the business. I had been talking to people. I was reading some stuff. I had my mind set on my goals and dreams and visions, and bam, she tried to hit me with that. I, I know it wasn't good. It wasn't her intentions of doing that. She was just having a conversation about something her father had said to her about this and that, and it wasn't, you know. And 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 I said it in good spirit too. I was like, no, I just. She said, I got you. I understand. 
because I got to stay focused on. And I, I know, I mean, I know the world we live in. I know I can't run from that. I know that I have to hear it. But I do my, you know, you know, I was. What was so crazy is that I was trying to explain to her that 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 like two or three hours before that, I was on a roll, and then I'm going down social media and I see this video from Ricky Smiley. <laughs> And, you know, Ricky, my guy, I like Ricky, so he started talking, and, boy, he started breaking it down, everything going on. He started walking through his house, showing everything that he's taking. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm back into this thing again. Let me get off of this thing because i got to stay – see, the ones who can fight through this, I'm not, you know, saying that corona is not real. I'm not saying COVID-19 is not. I know it's real. I know I know people who died from it. I know all of that. But – Living in that and talking about it and doing it, that ain't going to help the situation. You know, I pray to God that nothing happens to me or anybody else, any of y'all on the call, anybody, because it could happen. But I can't spend my whole day and all just thinking about that. Because, you know, it already says that, you know, if you read up about fear, what fear does, fear breaks your immune system. And what does corona attack? The immune system? So the people who sit there and watch it all day on television, you're breaking your immune system, man. You really, I don't care what you, you know. So I'm not saying it ain't real. I know it's real. I've been saying it's real from day one when people was laughing at it. But I also know this. I can't focus on that. I have to focus on what I'm trying to accomplish. Because, you know, he says here, at this stage, they're no longer willing to entertain thoughts of fear and will shelter themselves from anything or anyone who approaches them to speak that language of scarcity. I'm not going to hear it. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm trying to block it. I'm doing my best to move. I can't do that. He says, in essence, the great ones feed their vision and starve their fear. Feed your vision, starve your fear. Feed your mind, starve your doubts. Feed your mind, starve your doubts. You have the ability now to control your thoughts. You have the ability to feed your mind whatever you need. You got books, you got audios, you got affirmations. You have to be the person that want to do that. Now, some of us love to be depressed. That's almost it's like a uh, a drug for us. We've been our whole life is where we complain so much that that's a, a a drug that we like to have, and when we can't do it. We we having you know um, withdrawals. That's why it's hard for people who've been complaining all their life and being depressed to start hearing this stuff. That's why it bothers them when they hear the truth and they start hearing. Ah, oh, he just talking. Ah, oh, he just it's eating them up because their their drug their drug of choice is depression and you know complaining and that it it gives them this feeling of comfort almost. It's like that's their drug of choice. It's like some people who sit and watch, you know, just reality TV all day. That's their drug of choice because it makes them feel better about their miserable life. And they look, well, at least my life ain't like Betty Boo Boo. And, you know, and um, whatever that show is, at least my life. So that's a drug that they got to have. That's why it's hard to hear me sometimes when you hear this because I don't, I'm not talking about that drug. And, and so it just bothers people, man. But the great ones understand their vision and start their fear, man. Even when they don't see any results, even when they have doubt, 
even with all kind of stuff going on, man, they know that they got to stay focused on that. They got to keep that mind going. They got to keep – tell you, I, I remember my guy who Ty Best used to tell me all the time, man. I mean, this was – I mean, he mentored me between 1996 and probably 1999 for three years. And he, I mean, when you hear me talk about books, it's because of him. Because he used to always, every time I called him to make any complaint, he was smooth with it, too. I didn't know that's what he was doing because he was always busy. He said, man, I'm busy right now, but do me a favor. Read this, read these ten pages right quick. And every, see, when I ask y'all to do stuff like that, y'all do. Y'all, y'all just, just Tony talking. When I ask y'all to watch a video, I said, oh, that's just Tony talking. I ain't got time to hear what Tony's saying. I've been knowing Tony for, but every time he said that, and I understand because you're so used to me now. Some of y'all been around me a long time, and so it's hard to hear that. See, I, and it may be, and maybe if I was still around him like that, I probably would be in that same situation. You know what I'm saying? But that's the problem that you have when I'm giving you info to hear it, you don't hear it no more. But I had been around him only three years or four years, so everything he said I was grabbing. It's like, And every time he would say, go read this, and I go read it, I'm like, oh, man, what am I complaining about? He'll read this, he'll call me back. He'll call me back, and I realize now that he wasn't busy. But he wasn't about to go through, you know, my whining and complaining. He just said, go do that. And so I would hang up and go read it. And then when I read it, he'll call me back. He said, yeah, I'm finished with the call now. Did you read that? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I'm like, man, I got it. I got it. So when I post stuff and put stuff out there and tell y'all to look at it and, you know, tell me what you think about it, I'm not just – I've been doing this too long. No, I'm just, you think, he just posted stuff on the page. He just putting something out there. He just wanted, you know, really? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, when he said, get this book, I'll get it, and I would read it. And then, you know, I'm going to tell you, sometimes he told me it was funny one day. I was talking to him. I said, I actually started talking to him about, um, this is so funny. I mean, it's literally, it's hilarious. I was talking to him about what I read because he had told me to go read page 29 through page 36 or something like that, seven pages of this particular book. It was an Og Mandino book, too, because he was an Og Mandino guy. Every book that I, you know, he turned me on to Og Mandino. And so when when he came back and started talking to me, and we, I brought up the, you know, the pages and stuff. And he said, um, what did he say? He said, huh, that's some good stuff. I said, yeah. He, he said, I said, yeah, that's what you told me to read. He said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I said, you told me to go read 26, 29 to 36. He said, he said, man, I just called out some numbers. <laughs> He said, I know the book was good, so anything you read in there is going to be good. I, I thought he had pinpointed a, a, a particular seven pages for me to read because of the way I was tripping. No, he was just trying to get me to read. Because he's like, man, anything in the book is good, you know what I'm saying? And that was eventually toward the, you know, later on when he started saying stuff. Because that's when I was hooked then. I was reading then. I was like, I was hooked. So it didn't matter, but at the point he's just man, I just called out some. He said, "You think I remember the?" I was like, I, I, 
Well, you know, I thought you did. Because <laughs> when I told him what the seven pages, he said, oh, man, that's some good stuff. I'm like, I said, you didn't know? He said, no, I didn't know what that was. I knew that the book was good, and I read the book, and I knew that if you read anything in the book, it's going to calm you down, and, you know, reality is going to kick in on some stuff. I was like, wow. 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 All right, let me wrap it up with this quote today. The world you desire can be won. It it exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. The world you desire can be won. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. Look, folks, I'm going to post this podcast probably later on this evening. I'm putting the book club from Saturday up today, you know, sometime in the, in the morning, then this one later on. But, look, if you like this stuff, please share it. I want to build up this. Um, I got a strategy I'm telling you, and I'll you know, tell you something about it in a minute. But we got to get this out here. If you don't like it, don't share it. But if you do, you know, when I post this on the page, share it to five different people. You know, send it, put it on their, tell them to put it on their page. Share it to them or put it in their inbox and say, listen to this. You know, five, five. I'm telling you, it's going to be people more interested in this than probably what you're doing. But, but you understand how that works, right? So don't be kind of, you know, I understand we ain't thinking a lot of times. We just kind of operate. That's why I'm going to keep saying it. That's why when you watch YouTube's videos, they always tell you to subscribe to it. I'm just asking you to share it if you like it. Now, if you don't like it, don't worry about it. All right? So that's it, folks. Today, I'm gonna, let me see. Let me see if we can end, end it with some, I think I'll do a little mellow stuff today. Let me see if I can find some kind of little laid back for you. Probably still can move to it. Let's see here. All right, let's go with this one. Some of y'all probably don't know. You'll know it later on, but let's go with that one. All right, folks.